Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of Students Explore This, which is a podcast by students at Northern Virginia Community College in Professor Tahiri Yassin's Humanities, Religion, and ESL classes. In this podcast today, we have students in ESL 33, which is an advanced oral communications course. And in this podcast, they wanted to talk about nepotism. And it's an interesting topic, and we've learned so much about it um, through these students' experiences. We have such a diverse class, and we have students from all, all over the world. And so they talk about nepotism in their home countries, as well as in the U.S., and a little bit about uh, what they've experienced. Um, so enjoy the podcast, leave us a message, leave us some comments, and maybe we'll get to it in our next podcast. Thanks for listening. everybody. My name is Toon. Welcome to our podcast. The topic of our podcast today is nepotism. We will consider this issue at an international level. Pamana, Muhammad, Iram, and Fanny will share their point of view and information about the use of nepotism in their country with us. But before we start, I want to give some brief information about nepotism before I ask about their opinions. Nepotism is the practice of unfairly giving the best job to the member of your family when you are in a position of power. Since the Middle Ages, people have used nepotism, mostly powerful and wealthy people use nepotism. And it's happened everywhere, especially in countries that lack development. It is generally seen as unethical, both on the part of the employer and employees. In some countries, nepotism is a way of life and regarded positively. Although it is common in some countries, nepotism is also hidden. Some people use nepotism because they want to take advantage of their power and want to have some benefits. In fact, nepotism happens all around the world in different ways. But in the USA, it is very different from Afghanistan, Turkey, Sudan, Thailand, and Bolivia. In my country, Thailand, nepotism is a part of systems. We always know what it is, but nobody wants to say anything about it. This kind of behavior has afflicted this country for decades. Prayutjan Oshanon is the greatest example of nepotism. In the past, he used his army power to do the coptitat and appointed himself as a prime minister of Thailand. He examples council member and employs his family member under his power. Many members of them, including military officers, have put direct family member on the payroll. His action is illegal but the law cannot touch him because of his army. When someone dare to tell the truth, the result is not oppressive at all. There are traditions and unspoken rules that everybody knows. Now, let's start with Afghanistan. Hi, Tamana, what do you think? What are the difference between nepotism in America and Afghanistan? Hi, I'm Tamana. So today I'm going to talk about how different nepotism is in the U.S. and in my country, Afghanistan. 
I have been living in the U.S. for last five years. I personally haven't experienced any nepotism in any field here. As we know, in the U.S., an anti-nepotism law was passed in 1967. It states that no one can show favoritism in the federal government or any workplaces. Also, in the United States, people's talents and skills can help them fit in any field they want to work or study in. However, there is some nepotism going around secretly, but it's not often done publicly. Okay, Tamana. So, how is different from your country? Though in my country, Afghanistan, nepotism is the opposite of the way it appears in the U.S. Nepotism is a part of culture for everyone. Mostly, nepotism happens in the government, between rich people, and in educational places. Our ex-president, Hamid Karzai, showed favoritism in his presidential term Still, the people of Afghanistan are suffering. And a more common place that nepotism is happening a lot is in the universities and colleges, especially with passing major tests. No one can have their favorite major unless you don't know someone or you don't give money for some people. It's sad, but true. The nepotism is a big reason for the failure of my country. I hope one day we will all change this bad culture and we have a bright and good country. Thank you, everyone. Thank you, Tamana. Thank you for the information that you provided. What about Sudan? Do you have the same problem too? Hello, everybody. I'm Mohammed from Sudan. In Sudan, as the third world country, we face the problem of nepotism from the highest levels, such as in the state system, to the lowest level of employment. There is no oversight. Due to the lack of oversight, Sudan as a whole suffers from mismanagement. Thank you, Mohammed. What about you, Iran? How has Turkey also used nepotism? We will listen to Iran now. Nepotism is a very new subject in terms of research or literature on the subject in Turkey, so it makes it a little difficult to talk about the numbers of instances of nepotism. I can talk about this with limited resources and life experiences. I believe nepotism is seen very much in Turkey, for example on the university exams, in the social benefits provided by the state, in the police department, in the courts, and in short, in whole government departments. I believe the Republic of Turkey is governed by those appointed to the position with the use of nepotism. As a result, the country has been managed by relationships of relatives. Usually, high-level government administrators are chosen through nepotism, 
And not only are they selected due to nepotism, they bring their relatives into the lower level position as much as their rank allows them to. The specific example I could give is the president's daughter. She was assigned to be the prime minister's consular for a while and her husband was the former minister of energy and natural resources and now he is the servant minister of finance and treasury. Also, the father-in-law of the yard and sports minister is a deputy. We can see how power or high rank in a position is an indicator of nepotism in Turkey, but unfortunately that has many negative effects. According to Professor Dr. Ortaylı, one of the main reasons why the brain drain is seen so much in Turkey is nepotism. Generally, recent graduates apply for government or private sector positions, but they instinctively know the priority belongs to someone who has relatives in the recruitment team, and this process keeps repeating and repeating. So, a new generation ends up migrating out of Turkey for more opportunities. Bringing unqualified employees to important jobs with nepotism decreases the quality of the work and not only harms companies or government agencies, also it harms the whole country in many ways. The research conducted by Özkanan and Erdem concludes that one of the consequences of nepotism is the creation of attitudes within daily life. Nepotism has become so normal that there are even idioms used for it among the people in daily life. These idioms are so accepted that they are easily attributed to the same meaning by everyone. Nepotism is used in daily life and people don't need the power to use it. For example, you will go to the doctor's office for a visit, but you cannot book your visit because of too many people on the line. When a situation like this happens, people start to think about their friends, families or any type of relatives for help with booking their appointment earlier as a favor. If you have any relatives, you are prioritized. If not, then you will end up waiting a long time to book your appointment. This type of situation occurs very often and it's one of the biggest influences of nepotism in our daily lives. Another example is the over overuse of nepotism in the social benefits provided by the government. Turkey is a country that adopted a form of social welfare standards from the state and it offers many benefits to people in need. Some of the benefits are providing food, money, clothing, employment. Even though the idea was to offer those benefits to people in low socioeconomic levels, the disabled or elderly people. If people have relatives in the governorship or municipal governance, then they can receive those benefits even though they do not meet all requirements to receive it. I see. What about America? What do you think, Iran? Is this different from Turkey? What do you think? In America, Donald Trump allowed his family and friends to profit of the White House, like Ivana Trump being an advisor to the president, and also other presidents, including Carter, Reagan, and Obama, tried to get members of their families to official positions, according to Preet Bharara. Even though they were rebuffed by the Department of Justice, still the Census Bureau found that about 22% of sons will be working for the same employer at the same time as their fathers. 
although this research was not made under the name of nepotism, it would not be a coincidence that the sons are also working in the same company as their father. In conclusion, even though nepotism seems a usual practice in Turkey, we have seen it has a big influence in America as well, yet more hidden here though. From this point, I would like to call your attention to the root cause of why nepotism is more hidden in America than Turkey by looking at the concept of family structure. According to Professor Dr. Kerçibaşı, Turkey has a collective family structure. Relatives are important and you always feel responsible for them. The ties are strong and your relatives are precious people who need your help. And we always know what our friends, family members or any relatives are up to. On the contrary, America has an individual family structure. And at this point, people are only responsible for themselves and they will not be judged when they don't do any extra favor for their relatives or if no one knows what they are doing. The use of nepotism differs in parallel with these cultural differences. So, if Turkey uses nepotism more than America, it should not be surprising. Thank you so much. Thank you, Iram. That is a wonderful information that I want. Okay, let's go to the next lady. Hello. Can you introduce yourself, please? Hello, everybody. Uh, it is a pleasure to be here. I'm so happy to discuss this topic with all of you guys. First, let me introduce myself a little bit. My name is Fanny Velasco, and I'm from Bolivia. I've been living in the U.S. since 2017. It is approximately about three years. Okay, Fanny, what about Bolivia? Do you have the same problem too? In Bolivia, many things are different than here in the U.S. Nepotism is one of them. I know that nepotism is everywhere, but it is more often or more evident in Bolivia. Nepotism in Bolivia is a significant problem that has been called an accepted part of our life in my home country. It can be found in all levels of the Bolivian society. Many people perceive the judiciary, police, and public administration generally as the country's most corrupt. Okay, Fanny. Uh, why do you think your country have the most corruption? Can you explain that to me, please? Corruption is also widespread amount of officials who are supposed to control the illegal drugs trade, which is a big problem in Bolivia. Also, many Bolivians are uneducated and thus unaware of the rights and citizens or laws against the nepotism. The most corrupt institution in Bolivia is the police, because it is common to see people paying when a police officer is stopped for an infringement. In contrast, here in the U.S., it is almost impossible to see that kind of action from a police officer. Thank you, Fanny. And that's all, as you heard from my guest today. Nepotism is found all around the world. It is often done in secret and benefits the rich and those who are lucky to have friends and family in places of power. Mm. I want to thank my guests for sharing their opinion with us today. 
Thank you for your listening, and please listen to our other podcasts. We will discuss many interesting topics in the future. For tonight, thank you. Have a great night. Oh, 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 oh,